You're welcome to the teaching ministry of Pastor Chinedu Nwosu of The Bridge, A Simple Church. Stay back and be blessed. Fight for the faith. Turn to a neighbor and say, contend for the faith. Let's open our Bibles to Jude, um, Jude verse 3. Jude is just only one scripture uh, written by the half-brother of Jesus. And it wasn't written to the unbelievers. It wasn't written to uh, the Gentiles. It was written to the believers that are Jew. And uh, we are believers. And we are the, the spiritual Jew. And this morning, it, it's, it's become important for us to be able to exegete this scripture and see what God has in mind for us this Sunday morning. Jude 3. Now, if you read the whole, uh, because I will also encourage us to uh, take time to go through that book from verse 1 to the last verse. Uh, speaks of uh, different things happening and speaks of what is expected of us as believers to do even in this present age and present time. Jude 3 says, Dear friends, I have been eagerly planning to write to you about the salvation that we share. I hope you are with your Bibles. If you don't have a Bible, let me see your hand. Okay, we all have our Bibles and we have opened to Jude 3. All right. He said, but now I find that most, but now I find that I must write about something else. Urging you to defend. King James said, contend. He said, to defend the faith that God has entrusted. Take note. Urging you. Urging us. To defend. To contend. For the faith that God has entrusted. Paul talking to Timothy. He said. Uh, he, he, he told Timothy something. He said. Appoint men that are. That are confident, uh, let me, I'm trying to paraphrase that word, that are capable to handle this word of truth. He said, urging you to defend the faith that God has entrusted to you once from all time for his holy people. Now, when you say defend or when you say contend, it means that there is something happening for you to take your stand and insist that the right thing is expected or must be done. Now, uh, at this point, um, he had to write to the believers then. Why? Because time will fail me to go through the church history to tell you after the, after the first set of apostles and the next one, what happened in the church while he was led by the Spirit to write this book to the believers. And if you are familiar with the church history, you will know that there was a time that it was called, there was a dark age. When the church degenerated into secularism and pluralism and became more secular, uh, became, uh, they started philosophizing and bringing up ideas that were not based on the scriptures. They were busy doing every other thing, appointing themselves leadership and becoming um, bishops and popes and, 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 and different cardinals in different places instead of staying put on the word. 2 Timothy 3, 1 to 5 says, this was Paul speaking to Timothy. He said, don't be naive. I'm reading from the message translation. He said, don't be naive. There are difficult times ahead. As the end approaches, people are going to be self-absorbed. 
money hungry, self-promoting, stocked up, profane, contemptuous, of parent, crude, coerced, dog eat dog, unbending, slanderers, impulsively wild, salvage, cynical, treacherous, ruthless, bloated windbags, addicted to lust, and allergic to God. And they will make show of religion. But behind the scenes, they are animals. King James said, having the form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. He said here, behind the scenes, they are animals. He said, stay clear of these people. This was charged this was a charge of Paul to Timothy. Uh, before I go on, I want us to look at that word, contend. Uh, it's made up of two words. You have the con and the ten and the tend. Uh, it's actually from the Latin word con and tendra, which means with strive to struggle to surmount difficulty to compete with the others in the struggle to achieve something to assert something as a position in an argument what's the problem in the world presently you're familiar with what is happening uh, within Ukraine and Russia. It's not just Ukraine and Russia. It's actually um, Russia and the world. And some allies coming together. Recently, China decided not to sign part of the MOU. And so you have some set aligning themselves along Russia. The NATO lining behind say yes we are behind you a lot of things happening but that is just a thief of the iceberg that's over there let's localize it in Nigeria what's been happening for years we've been having issues of insecurity from, from terrorism to, to banditry to kidnapping to a lot, a lot of things happening right in our midst. And even in the midst of this commotion, in the midst of this, in, of, of this rancor that is happening, we could see that the world operative system is actually based on darkness. The world operative system. You have your phone. Uh, some are on iOS, um, uh, some are on Apple, uh, some are on Android. And there is an operative system around your phone. And that is what makes your phone to function the way it's functioning. And depending on the capacity of the RAM, the memory size will depend the speed at which um, your phone or the command that you give will respond. And I want to tell you and assert, give you an assertion that the world is running on an IOS of corruption. Now, corruption is not just um, somebody in the office embezzling money. It's beyond that. Praise God. And by the way, corruption is not, is not marginalized. Uh, it is an English word. Uh, what's 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 <laughs> what's the word for corruption in your language? It actually, so it's not just Nigeria. Praise God. So that when some say, "Ah, Nigeria," no, everywhere. Isaiah sixty verse two says that. 
darkness and gross darkness, King James said, darkness and gross darkness shall cover the people. So if we are expecting that things will get better, um, that um, Naira will improve, uh, that um, government, there will be transparency in, in our governmental system, uh, that the world, that there will be peace in the world. My brother and sister, sorry to bust your bubbles. Nothing like that is going to happen. Why? Because the scriptures already said it. It said darkness and gross darkness. Now, what I'm painting is like, wow, why are you painting a gloomy picture? Why are you painting a picture as if um, there is no light at the end of the tunnel? But if you, if you go down that same verse of Isaiah chapter 60 verse 2, it said, for behold, darkness and behold, darkness covers the earth and deep darkness the people. But he said, but Adonai will arise upon you. So it means that um, you are not part of that system or you are not part of the operative system of the world. Why? Because you have been called out of that kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light to demonstrate his light even in the midst of darkness. Do you appreciate light in the midst of light? No. You can only appreciate light when there is darkness. And darkness and light, they are what? Abstract. You can see it, but you can't you can touch it. Praise God. Please follow my mind. I'm going somewhere with this. So, I've said darkness, cross darkness has been said, will cover the people, but those that have been called, the light or the sun will rise on them, according to Daniel. Now, it now means that what is the solution to the problem that we have noticed? The problem is darkness. And cross darkness, and it will always continue. But what is the solution? The fact is this that every agent of light, which you as a Christian or as a believer is, must understand and, and identify themselves as a light. And as a salt. Matthew 5, 13 to 15. Jesus said, behold, you are the salt of the earth. And he went ahead and said, you are also the light of the world. He wasn't making a mistake when he used those two words, light and salt. Can you think of um, you've been very hungry a long day at work and um, you just came back and you're very hungry you just want to eat and from the sitting room you are walking down you perceive a sweet aroma of um, um pounded yam and uh, a goosey soup with some um, blocks and roadblocks inside the goosey soup. Uh, Okboroko inside and uh, uh, some periwinkles if you are uh, used to south-south. <laughs> uh, and some crayfish and, and crabs inside. 
and you salivate and man uh, we must finish this now and like me most of the time if I have such kind of meal I don't sit down uh, on the dining table I look for the floor and and sit to ensure that uh, the every compartment of my body receives the ministry amen okay and you said the water is said you've washed your hand and everything is said and you think the first um, the, the, the first bite and you touch the soup sweet aroma but there was no salt what happens to you you feel ah, you didn't add salt to this thing now bring salt bring salt you feel disappointed. And that is what God has placed in you. A light and a soul. That was why in John chapter 14 verse 6, Jesus said, I am the way. He didn't say, I am one of the ways. You know, um, one, one of the things I also came to understand in school was then in secondary school, you can define some things and it's definitive. They give you, uh, define this, define that. But when I got to the university, I now discovered that there is no definition that is absolute. There is nothing that is absolute truth. And there is nothing like absolute lie. Everything is subjected to the principle of relativism is relative. But Jesus here made mention of something. He said, I am the way. He didn't say, I am one of the ways. I am one of the truths. I am part of the life. No. He said, I am the way. The Hebrew word is holos, the door. He said, I am the door to God. I am the way to God. And I am Zoe, life. So, we must understand that if you are the salt, if you are the light, and the light of God is inside of you, then you have a job to do here on earth. I hope you're following my thoughts. We started from darkness. We entered the definition and uh, came about the statement of fact that who we are in Christ, what God has made us to be and what is expected of us. You know, when you go for an interview or when you go for an interview, or before you go for an interview, uh, you're reading through the vacancies. You will see a synopsis of the job description. What is expected of you to do if you want to apply for the job. Those things are very key and very important and contains the details of what is expected of you. If you are to take up that job function. And part of the jump function, Mark 16, 15. The message translation. Are you following me? Are you following me? If you are not following me, say, uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, you're following me. All right. Mark 16, 15 says, go into the world. So the jump function of every believer, it's what? Go. It's a verb. It's an action word. It said, go. It didn't say, sit in the world. No. It said, go into the world. Go into the world. Go everywhere from the message translation. And announce the message of God's good news. So, I am expected to what? To go. And what am I supposed to do? 
to announce the message of the good news. Matthew 28, 18. God authorized and Jesus undeterred went right ahead and gave this charge. God authorized and commanded me. This is Jesus speaking. He said, God authorized and commanded me to commission you. Jesus speaking. Not Apostle Paul. Jesus speaking. Not Apostle Peter. Jesus speaking. Not Apostle Jude. He said, God has commanded me to commission you. When you say you commission, you commission an officer. What, what was the meaning? Which means you have said you have given him or her all that is needed to function. So you are expected to go to your duty post and function as an officer. Now, he said, God has commissioned you to go out and train everyone you meet. Mark says, go into the world. Go everywhere. Announce the message of the good news. Matthew says, go and train everyone you meet. Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says, ye shall be witnesses. So we can see from the synopsis, that's the gospel, from the uh, from Matthew to John, we could see that the word Jesus said was go, go ye, go ye, go ye. Then what message have I been commissioned to deliver? I've been commissioned to deliver the good news. I've been commissioned to deliver that the message of the way. That's why in, the, in, 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 in Acts, then the believers were not called Christians. They were called members of the way. The way. Uh, recently, there were some interviews and somebody was interviewed. I won't mention the name. You will know the name. <laughs> Is Jesus the way or one of the ways? You know the answer. But it's absolute. Jesus is the way. Jesus is not an alternative. Uh, yes, there's an alternative to reach God. Uh, you, can, you can position yourself in this format and begin to make a particular sound. Uh, yes, you connect to God. No. Jesus is the way to the Father. And that is the message that is expected of us to take. Why should we go? Why should I go? One, because it is not a suggestion, but a commandment to preach the gospel to every creature. Why should I go? Because I have been saddled with the ministry of reconciliation. Why should I go? Because I have been made an ambassador of Christ. Who is an ambassador? Who is an ambassador? Who is the ambassador of um, United States here in Nigeria? Okay. The same power that Joe Biden has in U.S. He has it in Nigeria. Why? Because he's stepping into that office. He's the ambassador, the representative. And we have been given the commission to reconcile the world back to him. Which means the world, the cosmos, the system that is corrupted, the system that is degraded, degraded, the system that is full of, 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 of canker worms, the system that will, that the operative system is already corrupted. Have you ever experienced corruption on, this, on your laptop? <laughs> and when, <laughs> when your laptop is corrupted with malwares, and you will be there 
there was, uh, you'll be there rolling. Rolling, trying to boot. Ah, I'm booting. Ah, there's, there's a gleam of light. Ah, it's almost coming up. But it doesn't come up. It's almost shining. But it's not shining. I, I'm about to see it. You're not seeing nothing. Why? Because that system has been attacked. The world has been attacked. The world, the way it is, is in darkness, antique darkness. We are the agents of light expected to show forth, shine forth that light. Even in the midst of darkness, so in your office. That was why Jesus, uh, Paul said in, in, in Romans chapter 10, is it Romans chapter 12 verse 2? I beseech thee by the mercies of God that he present yourself a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable before God, which is your reasonable what? Worship. So in the place where I walk, in the place where I'm doing business, I'm expected to be an agent of light. Reconciling the world from darkness to light. I've been commissioned. I've been given the job description. What tools do I need? to execute this commission. The first is the blind cannot lead the blind. So, if you are a blind, have you ever seen the community or the, the, the tray of blinds leading themselves? No. Why? Because you need somebody to have seen the light to be able to lead so the first thing the first tool that I need to function in this great commission is that I must have an experience with the author of light Paul says now as we behold him as in a glass, in a mirror. Our lives are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. So I need to be looking up to Jesus, the author and the finisher. So I need to look up to Jesus. I need to become like Jesus. The Bible says in Acts chapter 1 verse 1, and all that Jesus began to do and to teach. So I need to be like Jesus. I need to put on the image. I need to take up the experience. So you must have their experience. That was why when Nicodemus came to Jesus, he said, Thou art, uh, 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 thou art the prophet. And Jesus said, Except a man be born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot see nor enter the kingdom of God. So for you to be an agent of light, for you to function in this commission, you are not born a Christian. You must be born again. That is what is not hard again. Why? Because in the eras of the dark age and up till now, secularism, pluralism, and everything has joined everybody's Christian. So, both nominal and non nominal, we are all Christian. All of us, we are going to heaven. There is, you, you, you have, when you enter school, you have an admission letter, you have a math number. So, there's an admission letter for you. And when did you get born again? No, I got born again right from my mother's womb. It's a lie. Mbanu. Error. No. So you must have that experience. So if you have not encountered Jesus, you have not given your life to him, this is, there's an opportunity for you this morning. That's the first step. Then second step, in Luke 24, 48, my time is running. Luke 24, 48, Jesus said, you are witnesses of these things. 
Behold, I'm sending the promise of my father upon you. But remain in the city until you have been clothed with the power from on high. So first is an experience with the creator, with the author of light, originator of light. The next thing is being clothed with the power from on high. So I need the power to function. This was what Jesus said. In Acts 1.8, he also said, Ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you to be witnesses. It is not power to speak in tongues. No. It is power to become a witness. And who is a witness? Is it the person that knows the law? We have lawyers here. Can a lawyer help me out? Who is a witness? Please. A lawyer, please. It's an interactive class. Who is, a, who is any lawyer here? No learned fellow here. <laughs> okay. Okay. Who? Who? Uh-uh. It looks like a lawyer. <laughs> okay. Simply put, let me use pigeon word. Person will see where did the went thing happen. So. You will receive the Holy, the, the Holy Ghost, the power from on high. You'll be clothed to be what? A witness of the power that transformed life. A Peter that was at the backside of life. A Peter that could not face a slave. A Peter that could not face anybody. A Peter that will hide itself and hiding all his life. That was like a reed. When the power of God came over his life, he stood in, in front of 5,000 men and declared the word and they were saved. They were pricked in their heart. What happened? It was not the Peter. It was the power on high that came over him. So we need that power. So the first thing is you need an experience. And from that experience, you receive power on high. And when you receive that power on high, you will now be able to witness the truth. You will now witness the way. You will witness the truth. And you witness the life. Uh, Paul saying uh, of this gospel that we have handled, uh, we have not come to you with fables. Uh, I'm not telling you story that doesn't happen. I've not come to control you to tell you uh, 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 this is this. No. He said, I have come unto you with the demonstration of the spirit and the power that your faith will not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of the Holy Ghost. There is still power in the church. The power that will transform a drug addict to become a Christ addict. The power that will snatch you from pornography to become somebody that will proclaim the word of God. Ah, that power is still here. The power that takes you from alcoholism and fills you uh, with the Holy Ghost. Uh, he said, I have not come to tell you fables, fables. Not drunk with wine where it is excess, but be filled, being filled with the Holy Ghost. Being filled with the Holy Ghost. So in the place of work, you are filled with the Holy Ghost. In your home, you are filled with the Holy Ghost. In your marriage, you are filled with the Holy Ghost. In everything you do, the power on high is resting. Why? Because you are to you are expected to be an effective witness. That is, come and see my life. I was nobody, but God made me somebody that is witnessing. From the backside of, of third class in 100 level uh, to 200 level third class uh, to 300 level uh, to two. Uh, to 400 level that uh, um, all of a sudden I was having uh, 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 my grades began to change from from FA in 100 level FA uh, 
Then in 200 level to CD, CD, CD. <laughs> in 300 level, CD entered. But by 400 level, you now became BA, BA, BA. And in 500 level, you now became AAAB, AAAB. And somebody that was heading the class from beginning, I said, how come then it's come? What happened? What happened? I said, the Holy Ghost happened. Acts 10, 38, how God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Another word says power. Another word said power. And he went about doing good. So you need experience. You need the power of the Holy Ghost. What's the strategy or the methodology of this great commission? How do I go about it? First, because of time. Um, in John chapter 1 verse 46, 43 to 46, you can read it. Uh, there's a one-on-one -on -one method where uh, Jesus said to Philip, come. Jesus called Philip. And Philip said to Nathaniel, come and see. So, you have been commissioned. All you do is tell your friend, come and see. So it means that for somebody to come and see your life, they cannot come and see a miserable life now. They, can, they, not, they cannot come and see a frustrated person. They, they, they cannot come and see somebody that is, that is um, at the verge of committing suicide. No. They cannot come and see a drug-afflicted, addicted person. No. You only make reference to something that is better than you. And that factor that gives you the edge, the cutting edge, there's a particular, there's a particular company that has that, uh, the system, cutting edge, that it's just what separates you from the others. Others are wearing the same cloth. Others are designing the same cloth. Others are doing the same thing. They are driving the same Uber. Um, they are going to the same office. But there's something that distinguishes you from others. And that factor is God. And it is what will now call people. Come and see. You don't make reference to a lesser. You don't make reference to a lesser thing. You always make reference to something that is higher than you. The second one is two by two. Jesus commissioned his disciples. He appointed 72. And for every town he was going to minister, the first thing they do is he will send those 72 to go. And what? Preach. Witness. Jesus is coming. I'm coming here. The one that healed, raised the dead. The one that opens the eyes of the blind is coming. So get prepared. He commissioned them two by two. There are other methods. Um, open preaching, sermons, uh, lifestyle evangelism, um, acts of kindness, community service, creative evangelism, the use of music, the use of drama, acts to present the gospel, tracts, uh, web evangelism uh, when we say web evangelism some people on their on their on their status nothing speaks of Christ at all <laughs> is it possible for you to be walking <laughs> in uh, 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 let me use this let me let me use this example you are you are you are in Zenith Bank you are working in Zenith Bank and you collect salary in Standard Chartered Bank. Is it possible? I'm asking, is it possible? Can you be working in, let me use another example. You are working in the Federal Ministry of Lands and month end, you go to First Bank to collect your salary. 
Not that they paid your salary, you are using account to, as in this first bank that is paying your salary. No. Some people, they say they are subscribed to the kingdom of God. But everything around them does not speak about God's kingdom. They are actually promoting and propagating the gospel of darkness. They are attracting people to themselves instead of pointing people to Christ. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher. They are pointing people to look at themselves. Look at me, I'm beautiful. Look at me, I'm handsome. There is nobody like me. Self-glory. Meanwhile, the beauty you are boasting of, God gave it to you. Let that breath cease for one second. That beautiful face becomes pale. Blood out. Everything frozen. Dead and morbid. And nothing happens. And the next thing, six feet down the ground, what is man that thou art mindful of him? And you made him lower than the angels. What do you have that you are now making boast of it? That you can't use it for his kingdom. Why? Because in the first instance, he gave it to you. In the first instance, he is the author of your life. In the first instance, when the formation started in the womb, he allowed you to swim above others and you came out and you excelled. And now that you have excelled, you have come alive. Now you are not saying, ah, I know I can make it on my own. I'm on my own. Make it on your own. Self-made men. Where are they? <sighs> Friendship evangelism, relational evangelism, knowledge-based evangelism. Let me, let me be rounding up. What's the objective of every evangelism? The ob objective is for you is for you to populate the kingdom of God and depopulate the kingdom of darkness. Ezekiel 33 verse 8 says, when I say to the wicked, you wicked person, you will surely die. And you do not speak out to dissuade them from their ways. You know, um, in these days, uh, we say, I know I'm the New Testament. Jesus said, I have come to fulfill the law. Jesus is the fulfillment of the law. So, and the Bible says the word of God is profitable for what? For teaching, for doctrine, that the man of God may be thoroughly what? Structured, fashioned into the same image and likeness. Now, this is the Bible saying, he said, I have spoken to you to speak to the wicked, to dissuade them from their ways. And that wicked person will die in their sins but I will hold you accountable for their blood. For the people around us that God has given you knowledge to speak to and you refuse. He said, I will hold you accountable. Somebody said, ouch. That looks very harsh, right? What is the Bible? It's the scripture. It's not me. It's not Pastor Dennis. I didn't write it. I didn't write it. Now, we have seen the objectives. Now, there are some things we need to avoid when we go out for evangelism. First, it's not about your denomination. Ah, my church is better than your church. Come to my church. No. You are preaching Christ. So it's not about church. It is not an avenue to show your proudness in doctrinal issues. Ah, uh, according to St. Paul, according to uh, uh, this, uh, that, no, in this place we do it like this, we cover hair, we don't cover hair, we wear this, we don't wear this, we do this. No, that is not why Christ died. Christ died to save the lost. Off your mic. <laughs> he died to save the lost. And that is the message we are expected to take. Not um, we are of the, we belong to uh, the, 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 the Pauline epistles. No, 
we belong to the Apollos epistles. No, we are of the uh, St. Peter. No, St. Peter is not grounded. Uh, Pauline, Pauline, we, uh, uh, what are you saying? No. And also, you must know that you cannot save anybody. It is not in your power to save. You can't. Your own is to simply plant the seed. Speak the word. Let the Holy Spirit do the rest. Then, don't go to a dangerous place that speaks to your weakness or your weaknesses. Places that you know that uh, you've been going before. You say, no, I, I'm very strong. I'm full of power by the Holy Ghost. I want to go and preach to them. But don't go. And if you must go, carry somebody along with you to go there. <laughs> Some funny jokes that they want to go and preach in, <laughs> preach in the brute. Who are you going to preach to? They will preach to you or you preach to them. <laughs> and also, you know, we are still we are still led by religion here in this side of the world. So it is expected that we dress appropriately and be modest in your dressing when you are going out for evangelism and everywhere you go. There are some dress. Not Paul said, all things are lawful for me, but, but not all things are expedient. Uh, so that I, I will not be a stumbling block to my fellow uh, neighbor. I'm rounding up now. What are the rewards or the benefits of winning soul? The first is a soul winner makes you a star. According to Daniel chapter 12 verse 3. A soul winner makes you wise. If you're a soul winner, you are wise. Proverbs 11 verse 30. The fruit of the righteousness is a tree of life and he that winneth a soul is wise. A soul winner makes God happy. Uh, the angels rejoice in heaven over one soul that repent. A soul winner, uh, your feet are protected with a beautiful spiritual boot which uh, ensures that you, you tread upon snakes serpents and scorpions and nothing shall by any means hurt you. A soul winner is guaranteed of supernatural provision. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and every other thing shall be added unto you. A soul winner walks, uh, yeah, uh, that, 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 that walks with God and God confirms his word with signs and wonders. A soul winner is guaranteed divine presence. He said, lo, I'm with you all the days of your life, even to the end of the world. A soul winner enhances the church growth. The word of God, the Bible says, so mightily grew the word and prevail. A soul winner has the word and benefit. I have, but I have almost 12 of them, but my notes will be available for you to, to go through. This Sunday morning, I want you to make up your mind. Can we close our eyes? Speak to God this Sunday morning and say, God, renew your zeal. Restore your glory in me. The passion, the passion for souls. A songwriter says, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit away from me. Restore unto me the joy of salvation and renew the right spirit within me. You want to say this morning, I, 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 I want to renew my passion for God. I want to renew my zeal for soul winning. I want to be I want to be an agent of light even in the midst of this dark world. Help me Holy Spirit. I know I've fallen short. I know I've fallen short, but this Sunday morning 
I renew my passion. I renew my zeal. Come into my heart afresh. If I have anybody like that, begin to pray within your heart. Lord, restore your spirit within me to be able to function in the place of winning souls. That I will take your work. I will take your work. I will take your work with the whole of my heart. You can you can do you can take a step further. You want that passion to be restored to you. You want the passion for souls to be restored to you this Sunday morning. You want to say, Pastor, I want to uh, 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 be an agent of light. I want to be an agent of light. I want to take the gospel even to the uttermost part of the earth. Can you stand on your feet as we begin to pray this Sunday morning? Can you stand on your feet? I want to restore, restore the passion, the zeal for souls within me. Can you stand on your feet this Sunday morning? I want to perform, be who you want me to be. I want to serve you. I serve you with the whole of my heart. Lean, brother, hush up, brother, him, brother, higher. I want my life to be an example, example of your word, example of your light, example of your light. Even in this dying world, I'll be an agent of light. That is our prayers this morning. Can everybody stand on your feet? Everybody stand on your feet. We take the song. Listen to an amazing message by Pastor Chinedu Unwosu of the Bree Church. Join us every Sunday at 9 a.m. at the Nafield Arcade and Water Park, Vuse Zone 7, and midweek services at the Chiroton Hotel, number 30 Sokode Crescent, Vuse Zone 5. God bless you.